it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. talk, talk you can't talk, stop talk. Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, check that out. New opening. And to think I almost called in sick today because I was tired. I'll tell you what, man. If, you, if you're one of those people that called in last week and you were against this whole changing daylight savings time, I imagine that this morning when your alarm went off, you were thinking differently. I mean, if you were ever against the Sunshine Protection Act, I guarantee that about 6.30, 7 o'clock this morning, you're like, oh, you know, maybe we're on to something. This is a horror. This is like the worst. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's because it's Monday. I don't know if it's because we lost the hour. I don't know if it's because we've been making such a big deal of it. I don't know if it's because we're on the cusp. We are just one signature away from never having to deal with this crap again. Maybe for all those reasons combined, it felt tougher today. Maybe it's because I stayed up late last night drinking, watching American Idol. Who knows? But for whatever reason, today, it felt a lot tougher to drag my butt out of bed at 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, also, it was I mean, it was dark until like five minutes ago. It was it, it was really I, I feel like this is I don't know if it's something with the environmental, you know, pull of the atmosphere. I don't know if it's because of big oil, but it just felt like it was darker a lot longer. Uh, and I'm not really sure why that is. But it, either way, while we are now in daylight saving time, we may have to fall back again in November unless Governor Scott takes action. Um, now, of course, here's what could happen. Governor Scott could take action. And then he could just get sued and everything could be tied. That's what happened with the NRA. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about it. So, uh, so a lot, there's actually kind of, you know, a lot of news. There's very little news and also a lot of news going on at the same time. Very little is getting done, uh, but there's a lot of people getting in the way of stuff getting done. For example, the Sunshine Protection Act sitting right there, just like it's been for weeks. Now you've got, uh, now you've got this NRA lawsuit and President Donald Trump tweeted out something very interesting the other day. Uh, and folks said that now he's scared of the NRA. Here's the deal. The NRA has, has waged, uh, has uh, filed a lawsuit against the state of Florida. Um, not against anything in particular when it comes to uh, protection of, of schools or, you know, uh, background checks or anything like that. But there's the there's the whole issue of raising the age to buy a gun to 21 years of age, leaving 18 to 20 year olds, uh, 21 year olds totally disenfranchised. Because of this new law that was passed and signed uh, into law by Governor Scott. So the NRA does what they do and they file a lawsuit. And now Donald Trump is saying, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till this lawsuit is settled till I can figure out what's going on. Uh, and he wrote here on Twitter. Uh, a very strong improvement on strengthening of background checks will be backed by White House legislation moving forward. Bump stocks will soon be out. Highly trained expert teachers will be allowed to conceal carry subject to state law. Now, that's the key part right there. Subject to state law. And Donald Trump, when people are asking him about a federal mandate and a federal law and a federal rule, and will he act as a, as, you know, as the as the executive in charge, will he go ahead and mandate this overall age limit increase for these firearms, for these uh, for these weapons of, uh, well, I guess of mass destruction, if you will, for these assault rifle type guns that have been banned already by several stores independently and now by the state of Florida. The interesting thing is, if you go way back in history. 
Uh, if you go way back to the beginning, if you even, you know, you don't even have to go that far back. You could just have to look at, you know, the name of our country. Uh, the states are the ones that are supposed to have this power, and this is the constant struggle. And if you've ever had difficulty deciding whether you're a Republican or whether you're a Democrat, then this may actually help you. First of all, if you're listening to the station and you're happy, you're probably a Republican. If you're angry, you're a Democrat. <laughs> That's one way. Another way is to think about who should have the right to make the law. Should it be the state? Should the state of Florida be able to say, look, in the state of Florida, you can drive 70 miles an hour on the highway, but you can't buy a gun until you're 21. Should the state of Florida be able to say, uh, you know what, here's we're not going to charge income tax on your income at all. Uh, however, we're going to increase the tax on your cigarettes and your beer, whatever it is. There's you know, there's it's the state's choice. Or do you believe the federal government should step in and make one law that blankets the entire country, no matter where you live, whatever state you're in? The federal government, they should be the ones that have the power. They should be the ones that say, hey, you again, all blanket, all 50 of you, all 50 states have to act in accordance to this mandate that we're putting down. Why? Because we're the federal government. And while we may be 50 United States, more so we are one ginormous country. Now, if you're of the opinion that the state should hold the power and the people locally should be able to decide what they want, because, you know what, here in Florida, we may not like daylight savings time. We may want more sunshine. We may like that we don't have to pay income tax and it may bring more business and more tourism and more other stuff into our into our state. As a result, all those things are good. So, yeah, you know what? We're more for the state's rights. We like we like what they say here in Florida, and we're going to live with it. And if we don't like it, we'll just vote the bums out and vote in some new bums uh, that vote the way we want them to. Or if you're one of the people that thinks the federal government should take charge and build all the roads and send everybody to school, and they should be in charge of every little piece of your life, and they should mandate how many how much taxes are taken out of your paycheck, and they should mandate uh, how old you have to be to do A, B, C, or D, then you're probably more. Well, you're probably less conservative. Let's just put it that way. That's a good way to tell that. But Donald Trump is doing what probably every every Republican would be thrilled to hear him doing and what every Democrat hates. He is saying, I'm going to sit back and let the states decide because it's really the state's job to mandate their own laws. It's really the state's job to come up and say, hey, here's what citizens of this state can or cannot do. And if there's ever an issue, if there's ever a problem, if it's ever found to be, uh, you know, contrary or negative to the overall well-being of the country, then the federal government typically should step in. Or if it's a federal issue like, oh, I don't know, the military. Each state isn't going to have its own little military. Sure, we'll have the National Guard here and there. We'll have like, I mean, there's going to be little, you know, quote unquote militias, but that's totally different. But the, the United States military protects the entire country. Makes perfect perfect sense. You don't want 50 little armies, 50 little Marine Corps, 50 little navies and, and things like that. And if you're talking about like Rhode Island, it would be a, it would literally be a very little it'd be a very little navy. Uh, you, you want one massive superpower. And that's what the federal government is in charge of doing. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling the Marque show. What do you want to say? I just wanted to to actually get your take on you're talking about uh, the federal government having certain uh, rights versus the state uh, addressing, say, sanctuary cities. And now you're talking about the gun control issue where states versus the federal government making these laws. I mean, where, where do you stand on who should make these laws? 
you know, state or federal government. For which ones? For the uh, guns or for? for? For guns or sanctuary cities, because it's the same. Shouldn't the states have their right to make those laws? Not that I agree with them. I'm an independent. Well, the, I'm just saying that you can't have it both ways, in my opinion. No, absolutely you can't. But when it comes to the sale of firearms or when it comes to the speed limit or when it comes to charging a state income tax or when it comes to, you know, any of the, you know, that kind of stuff, the states have the rights. Education, number one, primarily, I believe, should be a state right and should be something that the states have to control. When you're talking about national security, national security is something that we pay income tax for to the government for. They should protect our 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 country from foreign invaders and sanctuary cities and those who control them and those who tip off federal officers who are trying to uh, you know arrest people who are here illegally they're breaking federal law and you know that yeah and that that's the difference i always think that national security number one is a national issue and that's and it's the most important issue because if you're not secure here in the united states no matter what state you live in if you're afraid that you're going to die then nothing else really matters it doesn't matter if you can buy a gun it doesn't matter if you pay taxes it doesn't matter how good or how bad your kids schools are if you're dead nothing else matters so let's get the federal government to protect us to build borders to get the military as strong as possible to go out there and 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 you know negotiate treaties to keep us safe to build up a strong nuclear arsenal let's let the united states uh, federal government do all that and then, since we now know that we are going to live as long as possible, we can let the states figure out how to mandate everything else. That's my take, personally. Okay. I could, I could, I could see that point of view, but I, sometimes this debate gets concurrent. You know, uh, I, I get um, where I'm not understanding everyone's point of view. It's either we want the states to make these choices or we want the federal government to make these choices. And I hear that argument a lot, in my opinion, with Republicans, that they don't want the federal government in their daily, their daily lives. I can, I can agree to that, but then you can't have it both ways. You can't say the federal government can dictate you know, certain things and not others. States have rights as well, and that's what, to me, most Republicans continue to argue that states have rights. That is true. And if, if, and if you look at uh, most uh, you know, of the state laws and things like that, and if you look at the cities, because you're talking about sanctuary cities, not even sanctuary states. So you're getting well, a back and forth. Yeah, you're getting you know, a back my, and forth between. Was, my main thing, Mark, was with the gun law and what yeah. we just passed here in Florida. And that means I feel like the state of Florida should, we should be able to protect the people that live here and vote here. We should have a right and a say in that. Yeah, and I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a gun hater. I'm prior military myself. I just feel like there's certain we should be able to make common sense rules and laws with guns. All right, and you know what, Latanya, I think you're right, and I think that every state should be able to do it. And you're going to find that if Florida becomes stricter on gun laws and Georgia isn't, maybe you'll find some people moving north. You know, or maybe you'll find some Florida lawmakers getting booted. Either way, this thing's going to the courts. Three four zero. 1045 is the number. 3401045. This is the Marcasia Show. More of your phone calls coming up next. This is the Marcasia Show. My name is Marcasia. 3401045 is the number. And 
Man, you know, kind of an anticlimactic, climactic weekend, if that makes any sense. Uh, we had this whole thing with the NRA. Now the NRA is suing um, the state of Florida because they say that this new law where they've raised the age limit to buy certain rifles to 21 years of age is a violation of the Second Amendment. Surprise, surprise. Pretty much everybody saw this coming. Uh, but what what's happened is Donald Trump has, has said, look, I'm not going to make any national changes. I'm not going to mandate anything on a federal level until I see how this works out in the courts. Because, number one... First of all, there's no reason to, because if it gets overturned in the state of Florida, there'll be precedent set to overturn it everywhere else. Number two, it's the job of the states to govern themselves. That's exactly why the country was founded, a United States of America. Let the states govern themselves. Let the federal government step in whenever or it's necessary. And in this case, it doesn't seem to be necessary because Florida took swift action to deal with this particular problem. Now, there's 49 other states. Some of them already have laws in place. Some of them are investigating laws to put in place. I guarantee you when these kids start walking out again later this week, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, you're going to have more people you know, wanting more action from their political leaders. And every single state should act independently when it comes to governing themselves. That's how the country was designed. The federal government is there to control federally mandated principles like national defense, for example, and, and security. It's the government's job federally to go to war. It's not Florida's job to go to war. Not anymore. It used to be, but not anymore. Uh, Brian in Ponte Vedra, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. How are you, Brian? Very well, Mark. And you are a refreshing breeze in this atmosphere, I'll tell you that. Oh, thanks. You know, you're, you're <laughs> wonderful. I love your show. This, this hour is just fantastic. It's stimulating. It's engaging. And what I want to say is you stole some of my thunder because every state in this union is a sovereign state. And if we decide to raise the limit to purchase a weapon at 21, so be it. That's the law in the state of Florida. I am so sick and tired of following California's lead, like when they initiated the Twinkie tax, where Twinkies were taxed. Um, where before only hot food was taxed in a convenience store. Now Twinkies are taxed all across the country. And I'm not a big Twinkie fan, but I don't like, <laughs> I don't like any, I don't like anybody telling yeah. me what to do. Dude, I know, I'm, I'm a, like ho I'm a big fan of ho-hos myself, so, you know, maybe the occasional oh, yeah. zinger. But, uh, yeah. but you're yeah, right about that. Maybe some Susie Q's and a cup of coffee is fine. But <laughs> oh, that's a breakfast of champions right there. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. And look, I'm not a, I'm not against state. Here's the thing. You have 50 states. That's 50 different governors, 50, 50 different congresses, 50 different bodies that are able to come up with 50 different ideas. That's way better than the federal government saying, all right, here's one idea for everybody. And what you see is you see states that are taking a great idea from Texas, from Tennessee, from some of these other states that have already put in great security measures for schools and for concealed carry and for, uh, you know, controlling the sale of weapons to people that are cray-cray. That you have all these states that already have great ideas and other states are adopting them if it works for them. And if it doesn't, so be it. But the, the worst thing you can have is one federal government coming in and saying, everybody do this. And Donald Trump knows that, which is why he's waiting to see what happens in Florida. And if it works, rest assured... He'll take he'll put it, you know, he'll he'll take it to the other governors and say, hey, you guys should do this, too. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. More of your phone calls coming up. And thanks for the kind words. I appreciate that, too, Brian. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. It's the Mark K show on News 1045 WOKV. I was really in.
intense. That was, that was really intense. Uh, thanks for that. I appreciate the new intro. 3401045. Listen, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. Friday, law signed uh, by Governor Scott. It was fi- a lawsuit filed by NRA, which I guess we all knew. Uh, was coming. But basically, here's what happened. The NRA sued the state of Florida after Governor Scott uh, signed Senate Bill 7026. Now, the reason they did it is because they don't like the part where they're raising the minimum age to purchase a firearm from 21 or from 18 to 21. They say, look, that infringes on people's constitutional rights. Quote, this bill punishes law abiding gun owners for the criminal acts of a deranged individual. That was a quote from Chris W. Cox, the director of the NRA Institute for Legislative Action. Securing our schools and protecting the constitutional rights of Americans are not mutually exclusive. Tim is in St. Augustine. Tim, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. What do you want to say? Good. Hey, I'm just, uh, I had a, an opinion and kind of maybe want to get your feedback on it, too. Sure. I'm, uh, I'm a law enforcement officer in, in St. John's County, and my wife's a teacher. And um, I totally back the uh, the whole thing with teachers being able to carry in schools because the average response time, you know, to an active shooter, especially somebody who's got an AK-47 or AR-15, is um, you know five to eight minutes, and that's an eternity for you know somebody who's got a gun. And I think that you know these these crazy people who commit these crimes, they uh, they target schools because there's, they know that there's no way. For anybody to fire back. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point. There was a uh, there was a, a really bad fire in a neighborhood near my house on Friday, and I saw it. It was the news covered everything. I was on Bay Meadows, and these fire trucks come roaring by. Everyone pulls over to the side, and they're honking and whatever, and they go plowing through. And I'm like, wow, that some there's a big fire somewhere. Then I got home and I saw the fire that really totally engulfed this house. And yeah. it was, like I said, it was in a neighborhood nearby, but it took the fire trucks probably a good 10 minutes to get there. Then they got to set up the hoses. Then they got to sure. walk around the perimeter. Then they can start dousing it with water. And by the time right. that happened, the house was torched. Now, and it's not, it's not the responders fault, you know, for that response time, but right. you gotta be able to be able to respond on scene you know, correct now you if you yeah if you're already had... armed it's it's already it's already response you know i mean it would cut down the minimum the number of people that would have to you know potentially die if you could respond to it in 30 seconds instead of eight minutes yeah if you listen if you had a fire truck at your house in the garage your house wouldn't burn down even if you had even if you had a fire extinguisher which is why they say to have fire extinguishers here at work we have fire extinguishers and defibrillators every 25 feet so if there's a fire at the radio station or if somebody has a heart attack which probably someone would if there were a fire you can revive them and or put out the fire but there's no gun cabinets here at work if somebody comes in and starts shooting up the place, there's no way. I mean, I guess we could shoot them with the fire extinguisher or try to hit them with the defibrillator. But there's no real lethal activity that we could do uh, because as far as I know, I mean, look, I'm sure there's some people packing heat. I'm just saying there, it's not, you know, it's not in a cabinet next to the men's room. Uh, good point, though. Good point, though. And if you think about it, like we're, if you have a fire in your house, you want to be able to grab something and put that fire out immediately. You don't want to have to wait for help. And that's exactly what Tim's saying. Tim's a, a teacher with a gun is like a teacher with a fire extinguisher. What's the difference? 340-1045. This is Wendell from Jacksonville. How are you, Wendell? Just fine. How are you? Doing good, man. What do you want to say? Um, I know we voted Rick Scott in. I know we voted our uh, representatives in. But they should not have the right to make the legislation 18 to 21. They should go before the people 
of the state to make that right. Well, the people of the state voted for the people to make the laws. Well, we did, but there's certain things that that go before them that should go before all the people. And something as important as the gun legislation, it should go before all the people and not just the governor for him to sign and with a PN and be done. Yeah. I mean, look, you, you bring up an interesting point. Uh, that's true. We do definitely have a representative form of democracy. You know, it's a Republican form of government. It's not a straight democracy. So we rep, we elect the representatives and say, go represent us to the best of your ability. And sometimes they do. And more often than not, they don't. And so when it comes time to vote again, we go, hey, you're out. We're going to vote somebody else in. Um, and that just keeps, you know, it's easier than trying to get most people to the polls every couple of weeks to vote on different laws. Uh, but, you know, you're right. Sometimes there is an issue that's big enough uh, that we that we wait and we take it to the electorate and we say, hey, everybody vote on this on this, uh, you know, uh, mandate or everyone uh, vote on this. Um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, decision and see what happens. Uh, this, however, wasn't one of those cases. Governor Scott wanted to act. The Senate wanted to act and act. They did. And of course, the NRA counteracted. So for all of all of you people last week who joined the NRA and support all of you people who you know we we had I heard from a bunch of you people who had been rifle users and gun owners their whole lives and never joined the NRA people who went on and not only signed up for an annual membership but a lifetime membership because they were sickened by the fact that the NRA was being demonized for these school shootings and these workplace shootings saying it's not the NRA's fault I'm going to go and support all that money that they raised all that money that they raise as a direct result of the Democrats attacking them is now going to lawyers to fight the very laws that the Democrats wanted. Full irony for you. David from Jacksonville, how are you? Okay. Good. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, man. What do you want to say, David? Okay. It's not the gun that kills the people, it's the bullets. If a guy goes into the gun shop, he buys the gun, but he can't buy the bullets unless he fills out a special application and sends it along with a doctor's certificate or a psychiatrist's certificate that he's capable of owning, loading, and shooting a firearm, then he will get a purchase order from the federal government to buy the bullets. Don't you think that will discourage that bad guy from buying the gun? He'll just walk out of the gun shop if he can't buy the bullets? I mean, if he can't buy the gun, it's it's the same, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other is what you're looking at here. I, quite frankly, would say, hey, let him buy the gun because you're going to collect more taxes on a gun than you are a box of bullets. If you were really thinking about, you know, benefiting the United States, that's the way to do it. However, you know, the NRA would have a problem with that, too, because what good is a gun without bullets? Sure, we all know that it's the bullet penetrating the body that does the damage. Uh, so, yeah, sell the person a gun, but don't sell them a bullet. You know what's going to happen? People are going to go home, start making their own bullets, and then it's just going to be mass chaos. Then you're going to have explosions. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. Steve from Jacksonville, how are you? All right, buddy. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you want to say, Steve? Uh, the question is, is uh, you know, they want to cut that uh, age, make that age 21 to own a gun, you know, to buy, purchase a gun. But, you know, when you're uh, a child, you know, your family protects you with a gun. They're all about to buy one. And when you're 21, you, you're able to buy a gun. What happens to a guy who's 18 to 21 who can't protect himself or his family? I mean, look, there, there's a. You bring up a good point. There's a lot of 18 year olds 
who have families, you know, for whatever reason, they're getting started at a younger age. Uh, sometimes there, uh, sometimes there are cases where there's no dad in the house or even a mom and exactly. the older brother, older, older sister has to take care of their younger siblings. The fact of the matter is you are, and I'm not really sure why. I guess it was, uh, you know, I, I guess it was just a long time thing with your, the way you, you grow and mature. But 18 is when you become legally an adult for all intents and purposes, except, you know, drinking and now buying a gun. Exactly. And, and it does disenfranchise, uh, those people. I guess the way you should have gone about it is just raise the age of legal adulthood. Because if you raise the age of legal adulthood, you can't then go in and say you're disenfranchising people. I mean, I'm sure someone would. I'm sure someone would still go in. And the NRA could probably sue. They've got a lot of they have a lot of lawyers. And now, like I said, a whole lot more money. But uh, but yeah, what now if you've got people who are 18 to 21 and they're not living at home? How are they supposed to protect themselves? 21 and up, you can buy a gun. 18 and, or 17 and under, you're at home or living with a responsible adult, hopefully, who can purchase a gun. What happens to those 18, 19, 20-year-olds uh, in the middle who are out on their own? 340-1045. Uh, we'll take some of your phone calls here in just a minute. Also, uh, on the lighter note, there's a new way for you to drink in Jacksonville. We'll talk about that, too, here in just a second. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. There's a new company that'll uh, allow you to rent a boat to go up and down the St. John's River. Get this. It's a bar in the middle, and you can uh, all you know sit around, and you can go up and down, but you have to pedal. Uh, it's called the Kraken Cycle Boats, and their motto is pedal, pedal, drink. I like one of those three things. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> pedal, pedal, drink. Apparently, you get all your friends on board. You sit around the bar, you pedal, and you go up and down the river. Two things about it. Again, you know, I prefer just, you know, turn on the motor and, and drink on the boat. And then the second thing is, what if you have to go to the bathroom? I don't just go, uh, well, you know what? Never. We don't want to get into that. We don't want the, the river uh, master to call us and, and start telling us what to do. 340-1045. Speaking of telling us what to do, what do you think about uh, the state of Florida getting sued by the NRA because of this? Like within minutes, I was out oh, maybe an hour. He was like, you know, Governor Scott signs legislation. The uh, the age to buy a gun goes up to 21. The NRA files a lawsuit within an hour. And now it's going to go probably all the way, uh, I would guess, all the way to some kind of Supreme Court. 340 1045. This is Jonathan uh, from North Carolina. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Doing good, man. What do you want to say? Well, I have a question I'd, I'd like to pose to you, uh, kind of with uh, respect to that law enforcement officer who called a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, being prior military, I'm, I'm kind of wondering about, uh, I'm all for arming teachers. I think that's a great idea to give some form of defense uh, method at the schools. But what I'm wondering is, has has anyone given any consideration or proposed a means to uh, help police officers when they arrive on scene and start stacking up to distinguish who the the teacher is who now has a firearm in their hand so that they don't wind up uh, being injured or God forbid if a, a, a teacher is hit and a student picks up the firearm to defend themselves uh, how does how does law enforcement know whether that 
that student now helping to defend themselves is uh, is an active shooter or just you know a, an innocent person yeah, uh, that, for their life? You know, that's a great question, and that's one of the reasons why they're not just going to start handing out guns to teachers right. uh, when they get hired. They're going to have to train the teachers. They're going to have to train law enforcement. Uh, law enforcement is going to have to know if there's armed teachers when they arrive at the scene or when they go into the school. There may have to be some kind of registry and be like, look, there's 32 armed teachers at this high school, so be careful when you go in there. I don't know how it works now. I mean, I, I, I imagine that police are trained for that kind of – because here in Florida, there's a lot of concealed carry permits. I heard something like one in two people has a gun. So I'm I'm guessing that schools aren't the only kind of place where this happens. You may go into an active shooter situation or some kind of, um, you know, you may get a phone call and, and you're, you're responding to a 911 incident emergency and some innocent civilian who's trying to help out has already pulled out a gun. Uh, you know, and, and you've got to figure out how to differentiate. Maybe that's something that, that you have to teach people when they get their concealed carry permit. If a policeman shows up, say, don't shoot. You know, I'm I'm the I'm the teacher or whatever. Or you have some kind of code word. There's got to be some kind of system already in place because it's not like this isn't an incident or a, a situation that couldn't happen anywhere. It could happen at the grocery store. It could happen at church. It could happen at uh, well, there was this security guard the other day, this armed security guard who um, who shot two people dead outside of a of a, south, a city sweepstakes, spin city sweepstakes. They were trying to rob the place. The security guard shoots them dead. Which, you know, just goes to show having an armed guard on site usually is a benefit. But he's dressed as a, as a security guard. Maybe they, maybe they have to have a vest. And if they get out their gun, they have to put on a little orange vest first and walk out to, before they start shooting him. I don't know. Again, all great questions. All great questions. Real quick, this is Michael in Jacksonville. Hey, Michael. Oh, we got about 30 seconds. What do you want to say? Hey, but I think we get off on the wrong page here. I mean, we want to raise, raise the age of 21. Well, some of them are. In this case, this guy went out and bought his gun. And, you know, it, it, yeah, look, you're always going to have access to guns no matter what age you are based on who you know, based on who you pay enough money to, based on, you know, who you hang out with, based on what you steal. You can go into a parking lot when you're 17 years old, smash a window of a pickup truck and grab a couple shotguns out the back. I mean, it's against the law. But you can do it. It's not going to limit access 100%. But the fact of the matter is, the NRA says, uh, by saying you can't buy a gun until you're 21, you're infringing on the constitutional right to bear arms. Uh, we'll follow this story uh, throughout, and uh, we'll take more of your phone calls on it tomorrow, too. I'm Mark A. Stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh is next on News 104.5 WOKV.